got a message for you, and you're not going to like it. Please forget. No, you listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Honey, come on over here, sugar bun. This machine just called me an asshole. Bond. James Bond. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Charlie Malfoy. Alrighty then. Unholy mofos. We are the unholy mo. This is just coming to me now that there seems to be some unholiness in this group, some 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 rejection of, of a status quo, shall we say? But never would I recommend you look up a certain quote in the book where John saw it rise up from the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. That's right, we're doing the devil today in Unholy Mofos in a couple of movies. I am, you know, one of your guides, the shepherd, you might say. They call me Sean. I tend to pipe on along with my brother Scott. Yeah, you uh, you do tend to pipe on quite a bit. And Jake, the ever-loving snake. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Because I'm the fucking devil. So are you talking to me? Yeah, not just the devil, but the devil played by some big-time actors. I mean, big time! Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, waiting for Scott to give some kind of... I mean, Scott, you got any... Anyway, go ahead, Jake, nope. take over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I will be doing Angel Heart with De Niro as the devil... Although, I just think I just spoiled the big surprise of the movie. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, the, you watch the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I think you're... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I don't think you were supposed to know that. But, oops. 
And uh, here's the thing, and I, I love that I finally saw this. I know we'll get into it, but isn't he's on the DVD cover? He's on the poster. De Niro is on the. Sorry, we'll get to that. <laughs> and what are you doing, Sean? You always got to have somebody in your corner, right? You always got to have somebody, just a mentor, shall we say. You got to have an advocate, uh, an attorney. Oh, I love this movie. The Devil's Advocate. Spoilers. Um, this is, I'm going to rip this one to shreds and have fun doing it. We got a two-hour time limit, so let's get going. <laughs> yeah. So, news stories. Uh, it had a big, big fucking trailer drop, and... Oh, my Lord, this fucking trailer. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, boys? No. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess when we, when we do these shows, like, a month apart. Yeah, it's been it's forever. What, what are you referred to? Head under a rock, lots of distraction. These are, these, are, these are the two people you're talking to. Let it burn! Halloween. It's yeah. still not helpful. This is a fun game, though. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween kills. And... Boy. <laughs> yeah, Scott, you don't remember? You talked about it. You, you guys you guys texted about it. I saw the conversation. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I fucking, and, I, the, 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 uh, the wet mouth emoji thing. And boy, is it living up to the kills title. Oh, my Lord. Michael's going to fuck shit up. And I'm surprised if there's going to be a Haddonfield left by the third movie. <laughs> now, after the text messages and, and how trailers are, you did watch it, Jake? Because I watched it and I feel like, damn, that, that gave away the the, 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 the barn, the, the, the farm, whatever. Yeah, no, that's, I watched that's the movie. itty bitty pieces, but apparently, you know, I've seen somewhere people are saying, oh, yeah, I've read the script and this trailer doesn't just give half of it. Pregnant pause? People have read the script? Okay. Uh, apparently so, yeah. I always see people who, when some movies are coming out, they're like, oh, yeah, I've read the script. This movie's awful. Or this movie's going like, uh, where the fuck do you get this? <laughs> well, and obviously. Someone, um, the Hateful Eight script got stolen by Quentin Tarantino. That's when I that's when I learned about any of this shit. You know, they, they make scripts for everybody who, you know, they, they print their names on them and they say, here, you, you want to read for the part? Here's a script for you. And then somebody takes that shit and photocopies it, and then it's on the internet. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they need to start doing, like, uh, here, <laughs> here's your script. We have your name on it. If any of this gets out, we'll know it's you. But that's why they do that, right? Uh, it's, what do you call it, when you put, like, when you're making a PowerPoint or, or Copyright something. and shit. Yes, watermark. but what, wait, okay, so watermark, what I'm saying is you put a text on a screen, and then you make it go to the background. That's what they do. They, in big, bold letters from one corner to the other, they put your last name on it in the background so you can still read the text. Yeah, watermark. Yeah. That's oh, what just, the watermark is. Let me just say, it still has been a while since I've been to the movie theaters, but I'm going to have to say, if I see one movie this year, it's going to have to be this fucking movie. Mask I can't up. believe I've already seen two. And <laughs> you guys haven't seen a single one. Well, yeah, one thing. Actually, though, I, I, I can't believe Jake hasn't seen a single yeah, one. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, Scott, I've had a major change happen to me this year. You gotta realize. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. never gonna get, that's never not gonna be a good ex- a reason. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. Yeah, and plus, well, my favorite movie theater still is not open yet, but apparently there's rumors that it is starting to uh, kind of open up. And it's even cool because I live closer to my favorite movie theater now, too. Ain't gonna disclose anything. That's all I'm gonna say. And did I just hear a fucking doll laughing? Yeah, speaking of dolls, anybody watch the uh, the tiny Chucky teaser? Oh, shoot. I 
I haven't seen that one yet. That's, that uh, premieres on Sci-Fi October 12th. Oh, shit. October's going to be fucking crazy. Uh, so what else? <laughs> <laughs> I guess other things like big franchises. Uh, Bloomhouse have announced they're doing a, another Exorcist movie. This one they're saying that's going to be pretty much like Halloween 2018. Just a, like, a sequel of sorts or yeah. continuation. Or, or is it just going to be a slasher movie with, with the Exorcist label on it? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, in a way, Exorcist 3 couldn't be considered a slasher movie, maybe. Yeah, I got some. Why, because they, they did some slashing? Yeah, you know, the big old jump scare part of that movie. That that is that is a mechanic that that is a mechanical mechanism for slashing. So that is true. I mean, I don't yeah. think jump scares are necessarily in, tied to uh, slashers. Well, I just think I mean, that what happened during the big old jump scare. Yeah. Jake and I are on the same page. Scott, you're 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 making a big statement. I'm way out there. <laughs> and, and really not true. Jump scares are slasher movie. We don't. Let's not go down the rabbit hole. But that's all they are. Every that's exactly all they are. Fucking jump scares nowadays. So you're going to call, like, yeah. the Conjuring movies slasher movies? I don't know. I've never seen them, so I can't <laughs> comment. Exactly. I've only yeah. seen the first one. The second one's on HBO. i got to watch it. Yeah, we may talk about the third movie in a little bit. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it, so. Uh, well, i got nothing else besides all those. I just love that uh, we can't talk about what's going on in the world. There was a president who was killed in the Caribbean. Nah, moving on. No, nah, no, nah. well, that's not uh, important to uh, anything. Uh, you know, that's not important to entertainment. So, it has no place on the show. Um, what the hell was I gonna say? Uh, that's what I do, folks. Are we, gonna, are we gonna talk about some fucking MCU shit? What have you heard? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that trailer or commercial bit too. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I just I, I want to get into some MCU shit in this episode. I mean, I've watched everything up to date, and I'm I'm just ready to talk. So, do you have something new from the news? Because that's the segment, Ron. You give me shit about making this show long. You can't stay focused, my brother. <laughs> well, I mean, there is uh, reports that uh, the new Spider-Man trailer is coming out uh, possibly early next week. Well, uh, or if the show's already out, you may have already seen it. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess it takes a week for Jake to get the episode out. We don't laugh at you, Jake. We laugh at real world life happening. Yep. But yeah, apparently they had to wait for the Loki series to wrap up before they could release it. Yeah, and and we'll get into that and what I've been watching because that's not news. That's that's lore, baby. So um, anything anything else in the news? I don't know. Um, <laughs> nope, I got nothing. So. Let's lead into that. What has anybody been watching? Is that correct grammar? Or I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Scott, you go first this time. As I said, I have uh, finished up Loki. Watched uh, watched it on Wednesday, and uh, there's there's uh, I think a lot to talk about. Well, I still have not seen the final episode. Oh yet. Jesus, Jake! <laughs> Come on, Damn it. man! I knew it was coming. That's why I wasn't seeing <laughs> Hey, at least it's the final episode, so. <laughs> Bro, there's really not a whole lot to spoil. You there's knew like we were maybe have a show one this week. thing. <laughs> I know. I think I think there's one thing that's a spoiler. There's lots of spoilers. And the entire concept of Phase Four is spoiled, Scott. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, let's just say that uh, that entire series up to that point was uh, quite a wild ride. It was good. Yeah, Glad to see uh, Owen Wilson come back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't say wow, but uh, I was going to ask if he did a wow in the final episode. But uh, no, they uh, they said going in that he was not going to say it this season. This season, yeah. But wow. uh, it has been uh, confirmed season two. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I can't. I can't quite get him down. It's there. It's like in the nose. God damn it, Jake! Gotta, gotta I want to fucking it. talk about this. <laughs> There's well, so much to oh, go over. Well, sorry. I got that. So what else, what else you been watching? Well, you gave You're me your HBO, Jake. so uh, I've got through, like, I think. Time out. Splicey, splicey. Cut that shit out. I don't want people knowing that. Hey, I gave you Fucking. my peacock. Whoa, whoa. Splicey, splicey. <laughs> Cut that shit out. No, that's we all. That we, all don't, we don't. Uh, we don't. What, what do you, I mean, what kind of federal law? I don't even know. Moving on. What'd you watch? I've uh, been watching some uh, South Park on there. Thank God. I, uh, the early shit. Uh, it, it's amazing how many episodes I think are in the later seasons, but they're so early on. Yeah, they started going to 16 and then 10, and, and that was annoying <laughs> as fuck. Because, you know, I was a teenager when that shit came out, and I loved every – like chicken wings. I ate that shit and licked my fingers. It's nice that uh, it's it's uncensored on the HBO, so you know they get to you know swear. I don't hurtful. know. You know, part of the fun was that they they bleeped it out, so it it was almost as though it was um, Trey and, and and Matt, you know, doing it on per- like that. That bleep really accentuates that inappropriate moment and it makes it hilarious. And the censorship of it, I don't know. I could go on. Let me stop. Continue. Um, let's see, I got back into a show on Discovery Plus. It's called A Haunting. I don't know if either of you have seen it. Yes, I've seen the uh, <laughs> I remember when I was in school, I would come home and my mother was watching. It scared the shit out of me. I what is like, the show yeah, about? Let me fucking revisit it. It's uh, it's basically uh, people retelling tales of. They're, you know, moving into haunted houses and being tortured by, like, demons and other stuff like that. Like, all their stories. I see. And, you know, people reenacting it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to disclose anything again, but there's an episode of that show that takes place in my hometown. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Do your extensive <laughs> research all you can. I ain't saying anything. Oh, I see. I thought, you, I thought you were trying not to spoil it for me like I was going to watch the show. Yeah, I don't watch that shit. It's funny. I don't watch that shit and I make fun of, you know, that's, they're just, they're lying to you. That shit doesn't exist. But I won't watch The Conjuring and other horror movies because I don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> I, I have a wonderful dichotomy of bullshit, don't I? You might have. I, I think it's true, but I mean, obviously I think these shows kind of bend the truth just yeah, a little bit. A lot of it is probably crap but i mean there's a few things in there that are just like uh yeah no thanks uh, uh that's that's not for me who are the people in the in the conjuring in the annabelle the warrens the yeah, real life, that's, that's their name the, and the guy was a new york city detective yes they actually have uh, an episode so far that i've seen where the warrens helped out a family i think i've seen that one too i think it was season one Bullshit. Yeah, they actually they actually got her to you know 
you know, talk about it. So it was kind of interesting to hear from, you know, her perspective. Yeah, I, I heard the dude interviewed on NPR years ago and, you know, very calm, came across as cogent New York accent, like, you know, I'm a little eccentric or whatever, whatever, however he sounded. But motherfuck, dude, come on, guys. Really? Really? I mean, I know what's his name. There's more in, in, in heaven and earth than all of your philosophy, ladies. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I gotta stop saying shit a lot. I, I have children now. <laughs> I start saying I don't believe in that shit, and, and somebody hears me. Oh, Irish. They just, the spirits fuck with you because they think you're. I believe in that shit, so I won't watch it. Now that's how I feel. That's that's how I changed. Here's something that will hit uh, hit close to home. There was no, uh, an episode no, that happened in it. Ireland. Well, yeah, of course, dude. Fuck yes, Ireland is the most haunted island in the known world. And if you don't believe me, that's only because we tend to stretch the truth a little bit where I come from. It was a pub. Anyway, what else have you been watching? Uh, Shark Week, you know, new episodes late on at night, you know. Just turn it on and let it go. I like sharks. Uh, Black eyes, those eyes. Yeah, good. <laughs> Jake, when you go back and listen to the show and feel bad about not commenting on my on my shit, that's all you got to say is I like sharks. <laughs> yeah, so I know. You, I, guys, you don't know what to say? Don't I, don't, I like sharks. <laughs> I like then, uh, To finish <laughs> off, uh, I've been uh, watching like about an episode a day of like Bates Motel, and it got quite interesting there towards like the middle of season one. It is supposed to be good. Is it good? It's, uh, it's I told you to fucking check it out. If when you get the free time, that is. Oh my god! I was yes heard. I'm not going to distract. I can go on. I'll stop. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that a lot. That's my new nervous phrase. I could go on, but I won't. Let's just shut up, Sean. <laughs> shut up, Sean. That's what I say to myself. And that's uh, that's going to be about it for me. All right. Um, just, you know, hit the main highlights. Um, I, I I did acquire Peacock. Um, I'm not going to say how because I don't talk about my nefarious. <laughs> um, I told you all that shit so they didn't, so they know. <laughs> I'm I'm loving all of the Office. See, uh, there's season one and season three of the Super Fan, where they do the extended versions. Um, and of course they have all those DVDs and they remember the the, the deleted scenes and seeing them on YouTube, watching them again. But they have scenes that they have not released ever, and it's awesome. I like sharks. <laughs> No comments on somebody's the office. Wow. Oh, yeah. And watching a lot of that nonstop. And, you know, we're trying to look for something else to watch because, of, you know, we've been watching it a little too much. And Fall Comedy Central showed that in South Park. Yeah, but the kid, like, if the kid likes uh, uh, The Office, then you're golden. Because then when they're whining and they're running around and you want to watch something, they won't scream until you put on my show. <laughs> it's a good show. Um, uh, key points. Uh, so we, we, uh, we had a little date night last night, made a little drive in on the living room floor and we watched uh, black widow. I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, thoroughly. Saw, that. saw that in theaters. What'd you on think? The big screen. IMAX. Lots, uh, lots of fun times. You lots know, she's def- definitely a poser and lots and <laughs> lots and lots of ass shots. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. For a female director, I'm like, there's a lot of ass shots. In this Lots <laughs> of ass shots. And Amy calls, she's like, what is going on here? <laughs> and then I went, I ran with the ball and she got annoyed because every time I had a different pun or a different comment or something stupid because it, it, it got excessive. It was, <laughs> um, it was gluteus. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gratu- gratuitous? Gratuitous? Anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love Hop. Hop. I need to watch the uh, not Hop. What's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Red Guardian, Alexi, David yeah. Harbor. Thank you, Harbor. 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 You know, I uh, going Something in. Like that. He's there awesome. was uh, there was rumors that uh, he was supposed to die, and there was supposed to be uh, Robert Downey Jr. flashback. And neither of those things happened. And I was like, where the fuck is this shit? I waited all the time for it. It never popped up. This is why you try not to look trailer and read internet before watch. Because lie to face, lie to head, lie to imagination. Hey, I'm glad because uh, Kevin Feige said that we uh, might be seeing more of Red Guardian in the future. When I tell you, we'll see all of them at some point. They're all fucking amazing actors. And, And Florence Pugh is the new Black Widow. I wonder if she's going to turn into White Widow. Right, and they were all wearing the white. Why not? Yeah. But but she, she, really, she was really good in the movie. Let's just Jake, Jake wants that. to talk. Jake, I, Jake, talk. Be mindful, guys. I still haven't seen this. <laughs> I'm well, keeping it very vague, Scott. He's talking I'm, to you. I'm keeping it vague, too. Except for, except for me saying the obvious truth. I mean, right? We know that that's what <laughs> they, they make in the movie. They make in the movie to pass it a torch. Oh, yeah, I mean, fucking... She... she Played that role perfectly, I think. Well, to finish up, I think, as often, I speak with some gravitas to my glorious purpose. Uh, Yes, I did uh, begin and complete to fruition, you might say, Loki. Without getting into spoilers in the end, uh, he's he's pansexual as well as pandimensional. He's clever as fuck. He is the Jamie Lannister of the MCU. As I've been saying it from the beginning, we're going to watch this guy and his arc is going to change. And he's going to be a hero at some point. But no, he's not. He's just mischievous. Um, there is a report that he is going to be in the new Doctor Strange as well. Of course, he's going to be all dude. He is the new RDJ. I'm thinking he's the new RDJ of the MCU. Um, JK, no, no, LOL. I'm, I'm stopping with that. <laughs> really though, um, Sylvie, the, the the actor who plays Sylvie, I've I heard either was pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant when she either started or got cast, had the baby, um, and brought the baby on on set and shit. You know. Um, awesome and she is you know when they do the close-up and 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 you get close to her she's 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 maybe you know my age i'd say because we're all a little bit different in age she might be within two three years in one direction or the other but i'm old and her skin shows it but she's stunning when she moves and you're not focusing on like oh you know um kind of look like you've seen and, and maybe it's makeup because she needs to look like she's a loki who's seen a lot but her energy, her fucking attitude, her everything is, is she's a brilliant locust. She draws you in. You, she, you want to be next to her and shit like that so that she could kill you or, or betray you and you'd smile as she walked away or whatever. God damn it, Jake. I want to talk about who they <laughs> fucking met. No, no, we don't have to. We can talk about Sylvie. We can talk about Mobius. We can talk about fucking um, Renslayer. What a great talk name. Talk about how she just fucking disappears and we don't know what happened. That was that pissed me off. You have no fuck. You're like a child or a dog <laughs> chasing a car. It's like now we're gonna have to wait till season two. It's not gonna come out for like two years to find out what happened. You're like whatever happened to the to the Christopher Nolan Joker without the uh, military training and and, and and like indoctrinations. You just you just had your PTSD <laughs> moment and lost your shit. <laughs> Pretty much. So you catch that car all the time, and you've broken so many teeth. 
I was I was also watching The Dark Knight today, I should say. And also to wrap it up, um, on Peacock, there's this dope. I'm sorry, I'm a soccer, I'm a goalkeeper, and I'm the best one you, you've ever heard speak. Now that's not true. That's not true because there are other people who are far better than me that live that speak out loud. I'm sure but, I could score on you, and I hate soccer. There it is. Uh, challenge. We'll set up the picture. <laughs> I can give you 20 soccer balls, 18 yards and 12 yards. Fuck. I'll give you three breakaways. You'll never score, Scott. I'm that good. Former Division One athlete. I watched. Uh, it's not really a documentary because you got, I think there were nine um, women from the, uh, the original uh, 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 Olympic uh, uh, gold medal 96 uh, team. And they're, they're in the stadium sitting on director's chair watching the big screen, watching the game that they played. And it wasn't, you know, no one really talks about it because it's not the World Cup game from three years later. I was at that game. I remember that game. I got goosebumps watching them watch it. It was some of the best uh, football, soccer, whatever. Still to this day, fucking more than 20 years ago. They were, I mean, both the China team and the U.S. team are so good. Um, and the women's team should be paid more than the men's team because they're better than them. And they get better draws. Anyway, that's me. Jake, how about yourself? Okay. So just a few things. Uh, well, yeah, I mentioned I watched The Conjuring three. The devil made me do it. And uh, let me just say, oh, no, Jay, think... Jay, you chose to watch that movie. I don't. Oh wait, is that <laughs> that's the subtitle? Okay. Yep. Uh, let's just say, I think the universe is starting to lose a little bit of steam. I mean, I like the. Well, Isn't that I, supposed to be the last one? I I don't know. Maybe maybe not. You know, hey, money talks. I heard that they weren't going to be doing anymore. At least not of the Conjuring ones. Yeah, who who knows, honestly. Money talks. <laughs> and I heard this did pretty good. But yeah, I, I don't know. This is, what, this is what I wrote in my Letterboxd review. I compare it to Scream 3. You know, it's the weakest of the series, but if I do a marathon of the series, I can watch it. And yeah, that's pretty much like... The story they chose for this one is a really interesting case, and it has made a good movie. 1983, the demon murder case was Kevin Bacon, and I like what they did in that TV movie. But this one, I I didn't like the direction they went with this one. Hello? Okay. <laughs> well, like, Why is that? We haven't seen it, so, you know. Well, uh... It's an interesting take. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I can see why they did what they did, because it's like, okay, two movies in a row, we had people being possessed. Let's change it up a bit, but I still think they could have done a little better. Um, And also, Netflix has released the Fear Street trilogy. And, uh, Sean, have you ever read those books? I mean, you're kind of in my age range. No, I would remember that. Well... In case nobody knows, it's from the writer of Goosebumps. You know, Goosebumps was for the kids. Fear Street was for the teen, oh, young adults. Yeah, no, I remember them. I, I remember seeing them. Oh, yeah. And they're, yeah, basically like anthology type slasher ones. And oh, uh, I love what they did with these movies so far. I still haven't seen the third one that came out yesterday, but I will, along with the last episode of Loki Scott, my next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't fucked with Netflix, and I don't feel how long. And, and you know, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Or they, it, I suppose, the first month. Because you know they're going to make more. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I've heard they're talking about they want to do some, like, extensive stuff, like more trilogies, a TV series and whatnot. 
did each I, did each movie pay homage to the to the horror films of its decade kind of thing? Yeah, somewhat. Like especially '78, you know, it's definitely a camp slasher and gave me a lot of sleepaway camp vibes with that one. No lake. Yeah, a little bit of that too. Yeah. But one thing was it, I, was it was it was the water crystal clear? <laughs> maybe it was. And one thing, one complaint I would have, it was just with the first movie. It's like, well, I like these vintage, you know, throwback movies that they've been doing a lot lately. But what I never really like is when they really freaking hammer in you over the head. Was like, hey, we're in this decade right here. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, probably the first 10 minutes of this movie, like every 20 seconds, they're playing a different 90s song. I mean, it was kind of cool. First, I mean, you know, you open up with Nine Inch Nails and then follow up with some white zombie. And like, hey, this is cool. Uh, okay. Jake, I, know, I love Nine Inch Nails, man, but I was an ignorant motherfucker. Was it just Reznor on a, on a synthesizer or was it a band? Were there people involved? It, they were playing closer. Say what? It was They were playing closer. I'm asking you if, if Nine Inch Nails was just Trent Reznor in a, in a, in a DJ situation, or a synthesizer, or if there was a band playing with him. As a band, I mean, they're playing in the background. Okay, got you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and last thing I watched is what we called The Unholy. Uh, I love how they made a biopic about us. You know, we have Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Sean. What? Will, William Sadler as me. And Karen Elwes as Scott. <laughs> I mean, kind of questionable casting, I would think. Wish I got our permission with that, but, uh, you know. Okay, I'm kind of trolling a little bit, but what I described there would be actually better than the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, I heard really bad things about the. You said The Unholy? Yes. Yeah, I, I just looked it up today because I saw really bad reviews on YouTube about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst thing I've ever watched, but, eh. That's all I'm going to say about that. You're such a stickler for not giving things away. Just spoil it. Yeah. It was a demon pretending to be the Virgin Mary. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, see, the poster for this looked interesting. Of course, it's a demon pretending to be Mary. It's not going to be Mary. Was that the twist that everyone thought it was Mary pissed off or something? I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be a twist. Yeah, but, yeah. Not the worst thing I've seen, but meh. Poster the, does look uh, cool. the director for this, didn't he die before it came out? I I don't know, but I I looked the director up and he uh, the fact that they chose this guy to direct this movie, he had some uh very uh, let me look it up really quick. As he, wrote as Hans, I, he wrote the Hans, he wrote the he wrote he wrote am I muted? Uh, he wrote Beauty and the Beast, he wrote He's a writer. No, we hear you. He wrote Charlie's Angels. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, he, screenplay for the Dwayne Johnson Hercules, Tinkerbell, <laughs> The Nutty Professor, some cartoons for Disney, some secondary yes. cartoons. Lots yeah, of the, like, the guy who did a bunch of uh, Disney sequels, and like, let's get this guy to direct his horror movie. Yeah, he's not dead. He looks like Elon Musk's younger, less talented uh, brother. Well, we went on for that movie longer than I honestly planned. <laughs> well, see, what you did, Jake, is okay. you talked about us, and so it got us interested, so we talked. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, and that's what I've been watching, so 
let's try to talk about some movies. Uh, I'm first with Angel Heart, and, well, let me just spoil this. It's not going to be a very long rundown. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I know we try to keep these shows tight, but even if we didn't, I, I, don't, I, I don't think this would have been a long rundown either way. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's a bad movie, okay? Okay. Well, okay. we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, song trailer and Angel Heart when we come back. There's something about you I cannot explain. I just want to know you. I just want to know your name. He's dead, Mr. Angel. 
Well, you know what they say about slugs. They always leave slime in their tracks. Are you afraid? Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm a murder suspect already in two cases. Did you kill him? No, but the cops might think I did. The Prince of Darkness protects the powerful. The egg is the symbol of the soul. Did you know that? And back we are with Angel Heart. Came out 1987. Uh, back uh, we are. What are you, Yoda? Shut the fuck up, Scott. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. Fuck the shut up, Scott. <laughs> IMDb has like updated their page so it doesn't give the release date at the top now. It's, oh, this is interesting. Apparently, this movie was originally rated X. In case anybody wonders, they gave that to like really violent movies back in the day. It was it's not Evil really dead. not yeah, always just for, just for fucking. Yeah, I mean it's so weird to hear that now, but rated X, not triple X. Yeah, uh, seven point three on IMDb. And director Alan Parker. And I looked this guy up, and oh boy, we thought uh, that guy who directed The Unholy that was a weird choice. This guy, he's done a. He's done a bunch of music videos, like for Pink Floyd, for Madonna. Oh my God, that's why it felt like that. <laughs> watching this movie felt like I was watching a fucking music video from back in the day, where it was like, you know, I'm an artist, look upon me, and and the images, rather than watching some Kubrick or Kurosawa, where it's just like, here's the painting, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and as we mentioned, Robert De Niro in this movie, and Mickey Rourke. Way before the plastic surgery fucked his face up. Still a handsome man at this point in his life. Now he's looking like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, he that's a good one. He does look like something <laughs> bad. Really bad happened to Shatner. <laughs> and Lisa Bonet, who you might oh. recognize from The Cosby Show. And well, let's not get into uh, that news at all. <laughs> oh my fucking God, right? <laughs> Speaking of William Shatner, he was just on Shark Week. He dove with sharks. Nice. Good save, Scott. See, that's why we do our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going off the synopsis on IMDb, but I'm going before to Before really... you do, before you do, I just wanted to point out, I mean, if, if we were doing like a true podcast like Broken Skull Sessions or fucking Joe Rogan or some stupid, yeah, white guy shit, the fucking poster, I was right, it's De Niro sitting lording over mickey rourke and both their names in big print and jake mentioned earlier spoiler alerts bob de niro's in this movie <laughs> <laughs> he's in every goddamn one almost well i'm the spoiler was for who he is that's what uh that well, that's what i mean right uh yeah. come on it's clear never mind you're right god god yeah. so yeah like i said this synopsis uh, i'm gonna cut pieces of it because man it reads off like a fucking script for this movie they have to Point out some things like a rusty fan creaks. I'm like, no. Is it slushy need... or slushy street? Slushy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in 1955, and uh, it took me a while to realize this was a period piece movie. And okay. Yeah, so we meet our main character, Harold Angel. He's a private dick. 
And he gets a call from a guy, Mr. Winesap, to meet with him and his client, Lewis Cipher. And, yeah, we will learn that name's a, kind of a clever play on alert words. Often is. <laughs> As it's going to be a Nilbogus Goblin spelled backwards, maybe. <laughs> so he meets up with uh, Lewis Cipher, and he just wants him to look for this guy called Johnny Favorite. Apparently was a big-time musician, and he's disappeared. His real name is Johnny Liebling. You know, after a while, before they leave, Cypher tells Angel, like, hey, I got a feeling we've met before. He's like, ah, no, we haven't. So he drives over to this hospital where apparently this Johnny favorite guy stayed at. And, you know, the nurse, she shows him his, some papers dated December 31st, 1943. Uh, this was my first uh, tip to have some of the period piece movie because if it was an 80s movie, he'd be like, well, that's a fucking long time. But... You know, it has to be a fraud because apparently this was made in ballpoint pen and well, that wasn't around in uh, 1943. So when did ballpoint pen come? Does anybody know? Ballpoint pen? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, this is this is the right side. The ballpoint pen came up around during um, the space age because you had to be able to write in zero G. Okay. The pen that can write upside down. He's leaving the hospital driving to a diner to look up the doctor who worked in here who released them uh, dr fowler oh he waits for him in his place and this is amy farrah fowler's father fuck fucking fuck fuck i don't know more f words i was gonna go with alliteration that was <laughs> failure founding frequently well dr fowler catches him in the kitchen and starts to call the cops on he's like yeah, no you ain't because look at all these narcotics in here i'm a doctor yeah so oh they talk about some guy named edward kelly a young lady that took favorite away and you know angel he wants to know a lot more details you know he says says uh his face was damaged and banded up he didn't know what he looked like so he decides he's gonna leave the doctor in his room all cold turkey while he goes off and so a little while later he comes back and well dr fowler he's blown his brains out apparently it seems or did somebody else and well that was actually a pretty good a gunshot wound effect. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he meets up with Charles Cipher the next day, telling him that he's dead, and he's like, "No, nah, man, I can't do this case." But this is when Cipher ups the amount he's going to pay him to five thousand dollars, and yeah, you know, he can't pass that shit up. And yeah, the whole time, you know, Cipher's like playing with this egg that he's going to eat kind of weird and you know he just tells them that some religions the egg is the symbol of the soul and you know i will just say that right here that you know no matter what my thoughts on the movie are going to be goddamn de niro he gives it all in this fucking performance like every time no um, why why be in it oh we're gonna we're gonna talk about that when it's my turn but um yeah and everything de niro does man every fight little b movies little fucking commercial what are you doing bob um my job i would assume <laughs> fucking talking to me i mean i guess apparently i read that somewhere that you know he got so into this character that he actually scared the director the director was like uh you know what robert you you direct yourself <laughs> yeah i can see that <laughs> all right so self-important fucking dick you're no, just he... an actor dude fucking calm down i'm oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
Now he goes back to the church where he first met Cypher, and he's discovering a bunch of, like, occult shit in a shrine. And, well, he goes to the sanctuary, he sees this black-veiled woman, so he's like, he's going to go up to her, you know. This whole time, we never see this woman's face, but before he can go up to her, well, two guys come up to him and just fucking attack him. A little later, he goes and meets with Sakani, and they go back to his room for a little, uh, some fun. <laughs> Oh, okay, I just want to say I'm in my back room right now, and a gust of breeze just opened the door. Oh. <laughs> Our crazy. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, given all this information while she's undressing slowly for him. Well, I guess Sean just got possessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he beat it himself. Yeah, so apparently that's Johnny's favorite guy. Right? <laughs> scream, your mother sucks guys in hell. I can't do it. I, can't. I was going to come off the mute and say, your mother sucks guys. I, I can't. I can't do it. You can't. You got to get some else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just learned that she was, he was involved with this woman called Margaret and known in college as the Witch of Leslie. And well, right before they get to the fucking, well, he starts getting some flashbacks of like, this soldier in war, it's just kind of like that, you know, that famous photo of that one soldier coming back for war and he kisses his woman right in the middle of Times Square. It's uh, VJ Day. It's it's after we were victory over Japan and the whole war was over. It was it VE Day? It may have been victory in Europe. Yeah, something like that. I have that picture in my basement. Finally, after a little bit more investigating, he ends up in New Orleans. And let's see, he meets up with this woman. You know, she's a medium and she's trying to trying to talk to him about uh, Johnny Favorite, and, well, when she mentions the name Johnny Favorite, she's like, he's dead. If he isn't, he's dead to me, and tells him to leave. You know, he just keeps trying to persist, but she throws him out, and, you know, he notices she's got a little necklace with a little pinnacle. Same thing that Lewis Cipher had. Connection? Dun-dun-dun! Learning a little bit more about this woman called Evangeline Proudfoot. And then he Proud goes, feet! Proudfoot. <laughs> and then he goes out to this little house in the middle of New Orleans, finds her grave, and, well, he spots this woman who turns out to be Proudfoot's daughter, a woman named Epiphany. Yep, that's her name. Oh my god, that makes me think of something! <laughs> <laughs> May have changed my life. And, uh, yeah, we can tell when they're talking. There's a little bit of chemistry between them, and also when we learned that uh, Harry Angel is afraid of chickens. Kind of weird. I I don't get it. They're fucking apex predators with minds of their own. You know, within their own circle. So like, if you're really small, a chicken would kill you and eat you without even thinking about it. That's why I was afraid of them. Maybe that's why, that's why I am. Well, he goes a a jazz bar, meets up with this other guy, Toot Sweet, and he tries to question him about Johnny Favorite, but like everybody else, you know, this Toots guy does not really want to talk to him. I would like to ask you, Jake, if you feel that these all these wonderfully, you know, almost like on purpose names, clearly. Is it because this the movie takes place in the 50s? Like, why are all these names awesome and yet really silly? Uh, probably because it's in the 50s, I guess. Heard. Yeah, he goes to uh, meet up with Toots a little later in the night and tries to attack him. But Toots fights back with a razor and cuts his hand. But he's able to uh, get the best of him, ask what the chicken foot he saw in the bathroom means. But uh, he doesn't really tell him much. It's voodoo. Voodoo, you voodoo, bitch. <laughs> voodoo, you do. 
<laughs> yeah, Jake knows what that's from. Yeah. Well, the next morning. Jake's got that good voodoo, son. You didn't see it coming. <laughs> Angel wakes up to two policemen in his room. That'd be quite a sight to wake up to. I mean, uh, please just don't just fucking let yourselves in, why don't you? <laughs> I mean, look, I, the wife is here. I mean, hop in. Come on, I got a morning wood. Would that be weird? Would that be weird? Like, you would not expect that, right? <laughs> Guys. Did you have a bad dream? Come on. Come, come into bed. Come into bed. Come into bed. Curl on up. Put, put your holster over there. What the fuck you doing here? <laughs> well, apparently they're here because uh, Toots is dead. And how did he die? Uh, his dick was cut off and stuffed in his mouth and he choked on it. And oh, my he- God. He's chokes on dick. <laughs> he's Mr. Chokes on Dick. Yeah, I guess he is. And uh, also, that is not how Toots and uh, Toots of uh, Toots and the Mattels. He did not die that way. He died this past year. God bless you. Brilliant musician. I'm done. Well, after this, he goes back to Margaret's house, and well, it turns out she's dead as well. Her chest is cut wide open, and later he finds her severed heart. Yeah, wasn't just is this one where she shot up inside of the 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 the, the JJ? I think. Yeah, I remember reading about reading about like I'm so glad we did this. I remember reading about this movie for many many years and never being able to find it. And then we talked about it. oh my god it's on it's on Prime I'm watching it now. Shout out to the JJ. Got some gore. <laughs> yeah, but this was this was an X-ray. It says in the, in the trivia by the way or the whatevers. Uh, it was X-rated because of a severe sex scene, but that severe sex scene was also a murder scene. So you know apples and oranges. Uh, after a while, Angel goes to meet with Cipher at his church and. They're chatting about all the people who are dead and all the weird shit he's been seeing. He says, hey, this favorite guy, he wasn't really liked. So I guess he can say he wasn't nobody's favorite at all. These are the jokes, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's from, but I can't think of it. I'm trying to duck the jokes so they don't knock me out, man. <laughs> they're, they're heavy. Yeah, he really wants out, but I guess Cypher doesn't really want him out just yet. So he goes back to his room, and this is where he meets up with Epiphany again. And, you know, they drink, talk a little bit, and this is where we get what well, Sean was talking about. A pretty intense sex sequence. I mean, we're not just getting sex. We're just getting, like, flashes of some weird shit, like blood draining from the ceiling and looking like Epiphany screaming, like... It's getting too rough for her. So we're talking about an every weekend type orgy. I, I or, guess or, so. Or like Paul W.S. Anderson is like, I, I want to write a movie about like The Shining in space, and I want that shit to get, I want a bunch of shit to get cut out from that movie. Ooh, I'll do it like that. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about, oh, this this has got to be where this dude got the idea for the shit in the right. Like, we got to show hell somehow. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, the next morning, the cops are back there again to question him, and yeah, you can tell this is a 50 because these cops do not have, uh, let's just say, not kind words to say about Epiphany at all. Well, we're human beings and uh, we suck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I was just questioning more about all these people who are killed. Like, and then, uh, yeah, he goes to visit Epiphany again. You know, she, you know she's humming a tune. Saying this uh, tune by favorite that her mother always sang to her. <laughs> well, 
I'm in the streets, he spots these guys who, I skipped this part, but these guys attacked him with a dog earlier, so he goes and attacks like this one guy, and then big chase scene again with these guys, even the dog coming back, and a horse kicks the dog, so I don't know, what do we think about the John Wick scale for, like, a horse attacking a dog? I don't know. Scott, go ahead. Mm, no. It's just animal on animal violence. If it's a human attacking an animal, then then there's cause. I mean, yeah, I mean, animals, they're pretty reactionary creature, defensive creatures, so you couldn't help it. Excuse me, may I weigh in on this? <laughs> no, you can't go away. <laughs> well, I feel like it's my film that you're referencing. Michael Kane, we need you to escort John Wick out of here. Wow. I'll I'll go. Dude, that was weird. That was fucking Keanu Reeves. But I think the point that he might have made was that this is, I mean, you're talking, yes, black and white motherfuckers, animal on animal. Fuck you. This is a weight class thing. Okay. That horse is way out of that dog's league. And that shit was unsanctioned. Okay. By any of the, uh, um, of the reigning uh, primates in the area. So it wasn't, you know, there was no watermark. No one notarized it. That is an elite. Yeah. John Wick would have been all over that horse, probably with a fucking rhinoceros, just to let that horse know this is what it feels like. And that horse would have gotten John Wick. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That was an appropriate use of horse hooves. And the, and the human being should have gotten some, some reprimandation because yeah, you shouldn't have brought the dog into this again. I find it funny that John Wick made an appearance on the show when he's supposed to be filming his new movie. Stop. Step back, sir. Step back. <laughs> You'll have your chance later. He's here for a reason, Scott. Sit down. Fancy motherfucker. You look you, you have no energy on the screen, but now you're ready to talk. Sit down. <laughs> Fuck, you're the worst actor. You know that. On the planet. Yeah, and after the whole thing with the horses, well, Harry runs through a chicken coop, and you know, all this scene needed was like a little Indiana Jones line. Chickens. Why's it gotta be chickens? Why's it gotta be chickens? <laughs> this is That's fucking all. insane. Why the cluck is it gotta be chickens? So he goes to a horse race and meets up with the father of Margaret. And they you know, start talking, and he's like saying that Johnny Favorite and his daughter dropped were in the New Year's Eve parade. And, you know, they're guns fall with some voodoo shit, end up conjuring Satan. And, uh, you know, they talk about how they had to kidnap this. This guy and sacrifice him, and this whole time Angel's freaking out like, "Who is the boy? Who is the boy? What's in the box? What's in the box?" <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been what he's saying. You know, more flashbacks start coming in here, and well, he comes back in a room. Uh, like father, he he's dead. He's like burned alive in some gumbo. Jambalaya. So he runs back to Z woman's apartment and looks around finds a vase and breaks it off and there's the dog tags of the sacrifice boy and what do these dog tags say Harold angel what? and this when Lewis cipher appears right behind him and it's a little close to home there doesn't it Sean? Roderick has nothing to do with this Scott you shut your mouth <laughs> that's not what I was referring to but okay Lewis Cipher sitting right behind him, and this is where he puts it together. Lewis Cipher. Lucifer. So dumb. 
I, I thought that shit was fucking. I mean, look. <sighs> yeah, man. If you want to, uh, I don't know. Look, I I like the idea of making it making it um literary um, but but like on the surface, literary feels fucking dumb. Dumb. Oh my god, just dumb. I <laughs> I gotta stop repeating myself and explain why I don't like it. Um, I like the idea of, you know, um, using one of the thousands of names that this particular fucking, uh, uh, mythical creature has been used in illusions or it's right there the whole time. Lewis Cipher, Lewis Cipher, Lewis Cipher, Lewis Cipher, Lewis Cipher, Lewis Cipher, Lewis. It's like if, if he had an apple too, Lewis Cipher, how are you today? Lewis Cipher. <laughs> that's, that's like, they, it was 1987. That's what they wrote it on that. They're like, oh. Fuck! I got a new speaking spell. I, gotta, I don't know. <laughs> this is amazing. My, my fucking my Mac too. My my Lisa can fucking talk back to me. I don't know. 1987. I thought it was a good idea. Lucifer. <laughs> Yo, that sounds like Lucifer. I'm writing it. I'm fuck you. I'm writing it. I don't care. I don't even care. It's like Matt Damon and fucking Ben Affleck. Uh, Matt Damon's like, I'm gonna name the character after this, you know, Shakespearean thing that has a confluence of Lao Tzu and fucking, um, you know, I don't know, Mansa Musa. Ben Affleck's like, calm, <laughs> calm, Chucky, because <laughs> of the doll. Fuck. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna ask him for more uh, Matt Damon for more pot. That's 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 about it. Give me more pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we learned, of course, that Harry Angel really is Johnny' favorite and. I have to admit, I saw that coming because you can't realize at this point, we've never seen a real picture of this Johnny favorite guy. Right. And it makes the whole name question like, OK, now that's why they did it. And of course, that he's looking for himself now. Wait a minute. Sean can get into this. But can he? Yeah. And he's been living on some borrow time, living with this Harold Angels. Those memories. And of course, you know, Harry, he keeps denying it, but, you know, Lucifer's telling him it's true. And it was just right before he leaves, you know, Lucifer starts to get almost his real form, you know, get the yellow eyes, pointy fingernails pointed at him. That was actually kind of cool. I mean, do you think that was special effects? you think that was just like Bob De Niro's young and on cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> well, he starts to run back to the hotel room for... And then he runs by the uh, black-veiled woman, and it turns out to be Lucifer himself, you know, Robert De Niro in drag. It's like Bobby Heenan when he attacked the warrior. I don't remember. Oh, no, it was Ric Flair attacking Ricky Steamboat. Sorry. Yeah, and while he gets in there, and Epiphany is dead, and the detective is in there, too, and he's asking who she was, and he's like, this was my daughter. So, are we pretty much saying that uh, he pretty much banged his daughter? Old boy. Ooh. I wouldn't put a past him. <laughs> well, the devil, why not? Of course the devil. Of course. Let me just say this. Go to Pornhub right now. Scroll down. You will see lots of stepdaughter porn. <laughs> yeah. Evil, evil. Yes. Absolutely the devil will do that, man. Fuck, when we get into my movie, let's move on. <laughs> As they bring in her her baby, and the detective's like, you're going to burn for this, Angel. He's like, I know, uh, in I hell. Did, I didn't do nothing. And, sorry, I stepped all over that, Jake. I'm so sorry. And, well, at this point, 
the baby is either glowing orange and pointing at him. It's kind of freaky, but also kind of fake looking too. Oh, hilarious. I laughed out. I thought I woke up uh, Roderick. I thought I woke up the the (laughs) wife. It was so stupid. (laughs) I I mean, it could have been cool, but you can tell they like put like uh, something over the kid's face or something like that. Probably post-production. Well, yeah, like you, they they were going for scary, but they just got like that's kind of heinous. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as the credits are rolling, we just see an elevator going down, which I guess that's pretty much saying that Harry Angel's going to hell. Yeah, with modern technology. <laughs> yep, that's that movie. So, Sean, you go first. What if you had a juxtaposition juxtaposition over the uh, end credits of fucking like Stairway to Heaven? Get some, get some Zeppelin in that bitch. <laughs> Maybe. That would be pretty cool. Uh, what did I think? I've been waiting. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Ew. I've been waiting to watch this movie for a very long time. I was excited to see it. Lots of hype. Um, <laughs> you know, IMDb 7.3 and shit. So, I, like, the hype for me was just about the De Niro performance, and I, I was not disappointed. Um, the quirky weirdness of not realizing it was a period movie and fucking seeing Andy Ror- or uh, Mickey Rourke. Not talking in the Russian accent, worried about his board. It was fucking great. Um, as far as the movie itself goes, how would I rate it? I, I don't know. I don't want to get into the rating yet. I kind of want to just go up on YouTube and pull up all the De Niro devil moments and, and you know, just bathe in them. I can't do a good De Niro. Never could. I don't know why. I think that's I think that's a testament to De Niro. If you can good if you can do a good De Niro, you're not doing a De Niro. You're doing a caricature of one of his parts. That motherfucker. He's, he's, I don't know. Is he the same? Is he Nick Cage? Is he the same thing in everything he ever does? Is he always just like fucking absolutely nothing? Absolutely nothing. Then something. So is he like a, a Japanese no fucking theater? Or is he fucking completely different? Everything he does, you can find a nuance because he's a fucking professional. I don't know. He was fun in this one though. Ah, pretty damn okay. Ah, it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> Overall, the movie itself, it was okay. I'd watch it again. I look forward to doing it. Maybe, maybe my rating will increase over time. I like it. You know me, guys. You know me. I love to I love to look at movies that talk about the, the ethereal battlefield because I, I was raised a certain kind of way. Oh, yeah. And I like to think to myself, you know, if the ethereal battlefield exists, then the bad guy's already lost. And so let's have fun. It's history at this point. It's not just fucking folklore and myth. We're looking at what actually happened and laughing in the face of the losers. Oh, shit. They're still around. So losing for them wasn't exactly what we think losing is. Fuck. Why can't God help us? If God exists, so this movie is fun for me. Pretty damn okay. Scott? I'm going to kind of repeat what uh, Sean said. Uh, I, I think the only memorable thing about Wait, wait, this... Jake. Why did you giggle when he said that? I heard that. <laughs> did I? I? I thought you would. That was. I was set. Never mind. I thought you could roll with me there. Go ahead, Scott. I think the only memorable thing about this movie was probably Robert De Niro. Anything else was just bad. Just oh, bad? Fucking, fucking bored me, man. I'm okay. like, I, I got bored throughout this movie, and I just started playing a game because I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here Where and the watch fuck this is your shit. Attention span? The only thing I put on, the only time I paused my game was when De Niro was doing something. 
just to see like what kind of like quirkiness he would bring out. <laughs> you sound like my dad at one of my hockey games. Oh, I was reading my book until you got the book, Sean. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't look up, you fucking liar. <laughs> You're playing your goddamn video game the whole time. You heard De Niro talking and you thought, I'm going to pause this time. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm think I'm going to go bad with this one. I, I doubt I'm going to watch this movie again. Even if, ah, damn it. Come on, dude. This is, this is dumb there's fun. Just, there's not enough in this for me to want to go back and revisit. Okay, that I agree with. That is true. Like, let me, sorry, Jake. You know, this is a movie I've been kind of wanting to check out for a while. Right? I, you know, because it just sounded so interesting. And people said, this movie's so fucking scary. And, you know, I just kept pushing Really? I say the same shit about Exorcist. Wait, stop. shut the fuck up, Scott. People said this movie's scary? Yeah, I've heard some people say that. <laughs> I feel like it's like, like again, action adventure from a weird point of view. I don't know. It's like a bad guy, good guy thing. <laughs> also, this was a film. This is a noir, wasn't it? Yeah. I just kept pushing up because I felt like I needed to be in the right mindset to watch it. And... Honestly, I don't think I've watched it in the right mindset at all. Because he, he said, not he, either. <laughs> he said, I, I wanted to write, watch it in the right mindset, but I couldn't. <laughs> you got you to step outside of the home and then and then and then and then do your J's, come back in and watch your films. I, I kind of agree with both Sean and Scott right here. Like, wow, mm-hmm. wait a minute, the hell froze over right there. In that moment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you guys bring up some good points. Like, I agree with Scott's point of view. Like, I agree. This movie was kind of boring in some parts. Like, especially when I'm trying to, you know, run it down. That's why I skipped around quite a bit. <laughs> you did a good job. You didn't leave, you didn't leave, like, you didn't leave, you didn't leave shit out that better. Probably yeah. did better than I would have. <laughs> oh, we all know that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But again, you know, like I said, Dean Arrow, he brought his A game with this one. And I think Rourke did a good job too. And you know, the movie does have kind of a good atmosphere and all, but it, it just did not win me over at all. It was like I was in the gym during the filming of Team Spirit, but it wasn't a fucking video. It was actually Nirvana at a pep rally, like doing bad. And, and like Freddy Krueger was about to pop out any minute. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Papa stupid and contagious. By the way, best use of a Nirvana song is an intro in Black Widow. Holy shit, Jake, no spoilers there. The fucking opening song. Never mind. Go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can't wait to see what that's all about. This movie I may give another chance to someday, hopefully when I'm in a better mindset. But for now... <laughs> I'm just going to go with uh, just okay for this one. Yeah, like I said, it just did not win me over. And, you know, apparently this is like a very well-regarded movie. I mean, 7.3 on IMDb. Uh, yeah, that's, that shit's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I want to know, well, that's I wanna not know where the not bad. people are, are rating it that high. Like, well, look, like, dude, okay, what? stop. stop. I got to go seven, read the, the ratings. Stop giving 7.3 some kind of fucking like pedestal position. 7.3. As I an educator, no, stop it, stop it. As an educator, if, if, if you write an essay and you get a 7.3, I am, I am up your ass about why didn't you, why didn't you get a fucking 80, you loser? 
oh, I'm a wonderful teacher. As you can see, my students hate me. I'm pointing at Scott right now. You're not even here. Um, (laughs) 7.3 is not good. What it is is adequate. And adequate is not fucking special. That's why I say, okay, so now we're in the final thoughts, right? I feel like we should have a thing where we write down a little paragraph. What are your final thoughts of each movie? And after the last person gives the rating, the presenter, that's what we should do. But mother fuck, Jake, thank you. Like two, two good points, right? That's the extreme, right? Scott's, this is garbage. Mine, I'm on the positive side of okay. But Scott, that's the point, man. That's what film is supposed to be. That's what, that's what art is. You put the other art, like video game is art as well. But you put the other distraction of art away. You close yourself off and you look at this piece of art. You devote your time to it. And then when you're done with it, you're like, why the fuck did I do that, De Niro? That's it? That's all? Why? Like, why did, I feel like do had again? I done I like that, my, I would have yeah. honestly fallen asleep watching this. This is, this is what cocaine addicts do, right? Like, you get high for 15 minutes, and then it's a fucking nightmare for an hour, unless you get high right away. Fuck, why did, why did I do that again? Oh, this is awful. I hate this. And, oh, 1987. There it is. Yes, that's why I made that joke. I knew there was a reason. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the devil on cocaine, guys. We're about to see the devil on, I don't know, what's what's the drug of the 90s? Power? I guess. No, that's the 80s. I mean, final thoughts on this movie. It's okay. So, uh, you don't need to watch it? Right? Like, in between those, everybody. <laughs> in between those. It's okay, you just, don't need to watch, watch it. Just go watch the highlights on YouTube. You'll be, you'll be uh, yeah, look up De Niro on, no, don't do that. That's not what this is, that's not what this podcast, uh, the podcast <laughs> is the entire experience, you scumbag. <laughs> but the entire series is just zero. I mean, so do what you want to do. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> I really want to quote The Office, but I'm not going to. So when we come back, we're going to jump ahead 10 years into a, um, a, a different kind of dumpster fire entirely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least this one's got better writing. <laughs> it does. And it's got that crazy, you know, that we'll get into it. The mother figure is awesome. But uh, advocate for yourselves, everybody, because if you don't, the devil might do it.
me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instincts. He gives you this extraordinary gift, and then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel, he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> And while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven, is that it? Why not? I'm here on the ground with my nose in it since the whole thing began. I've nurtured every sensation man has been inspired to have. I cared about what he wanted, and I never judged him. Why? Because I never rejected him, in spite of all his imperfections. I'm a fan of man! I'm a humanist. Maybe the last humanist. Who, in their right mind, Kevin, could possibly deny the 20th century was entirely mine? All of it, Kevin! All of it. Mine. I'm peeking, Kevin. It's my time now. A young attorney has the chance of a lifetime. Bill Chadwick Waters. We want you to come to New York. All expenses, first class, travel and lodging. You and your wife. Oh, my God. He will enter a place of wealth and ambition. We've got 40 partners vested at the moment. In addition to our corporate clients, we're currently representing about 25 foreign countries. He's got you scheduled for 15 minutes, so make the most of it. John Milton. Kevin Lomax. Well, what's that like? One day you're putting them away, next day you're setting them free. Takes a little getting used to. Pays better, though, doesn't it? Welcome to Babylon, Ma. Speak of the devil. <laughs> a world of power and seduction. Who's that with the senator? Controlled by one man. <laughs> I swear he can hear us. Hell, he can smell us. He will make your dreams come true. Wanna come upstairs and... Now? <laughs> he will grant your fondest wish. I'm just warming my hands on your talent. You know what I see? I see the future of this law firm. He knows your greatest fear. Milton is into everything. Arms brokering, chemical weapons, toxic waste, money laundering for the Eastern Bloc. I mean, it goes on and on. I don't like it here, Kevin. And he knows the price of your soul. Let's make a play. Who are you? Oh, I have so many names. I'm here on the ground with my nose in it since the whole thing began. God likes to watch. He's an absentee landlord. Keanu Reeves. He's always been there. I know that now. Al Pacino. As God sleeps late. We will win. It's my time now. <laughs> the Devil's Advocate.
1997. Ten years later, my dude Taylor Hackford. Brilliant Man, director. I was actually born when this came out. Brilliant director uh, of Ray and and Blood In, Blood Out. It's supposed to be a great movie. I have a hard time with it, but either way. Uh, this movie is called The Devil's Advocate. We're starring Keanu Reeves, Kevin Lomax, Al Pacino, John Milton. That's what you name your devil. Why? Why'd they name the devil John Milton? Jake? Because I assume Scott's not going to know this. Um, Milton Bradley? I, I don't know. That was cute. I, I'm stumped. <laughs> Paradise Lost, a play, an epic poem uh, oh, written, okay. excuse me, yeah, by John Milton. Uh, Marianne Lomax, wife of Kevin, by the gorgeous, stunning 22-year-old, I think, at this time, Charlize Theron. Then we got the creepy child molester, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Mother, her, her, this, woman, this actor's name is Judith Ivey. You will recognize her from whatever you've seen her in. I, I don't know, Mystery Alaska, Life Less Ordinary. But she always plays the same basic character because she is a Bible-thumping, fucking God-believing human being who happens to be an actor. So I love this movie. I've had the DVD since DVDs like were a thing. And Taylor Hafford, this is one of the first DVDs with commentary. Taylor Hafford talks about, I cast her because this is who she is, and she's brilliant. She believes the shit she's saying. Uh, Connie Nielsen, this is the first movie that she's been in ever uh, outside of, I think, Norway. Craig T. Nelson is in this movie. There's so many people in this movie. I'm going Craig to it because T. I will forget. Nelson. Uh, guys. Then, yeah, you're in Mr. Incredible, <laughs> swear. Man. Where do we know her? Is she in the MCU? The little girl, the little the little girl in this movie who was molested by the teacher. I feel like I've seen her elsewhere uh, than here. She one thing I know her from is she played Jamie Kennedy's sister in Screen 3. Okay. And she was extremely unattractive in that movie, right? Yeah. She has strange feet. <laughs> she grew up in a beautiful young woman, but as a little girl, she was weird looking. And, and it was just really awkward, excellent casting for that position. But I mean, scrolling through, oh, Don King's in this movie. Oh, and uh, also, Colonel Sanders is in this movie as well. There's a lot of Colonel Sanders. Which one are you talking about? Yeah, I'm right, talking about one? the one from Spaceballs. He was that lawyer. Yeah. He was that lawyer in uh, New York. His first case. And the one is like, hey, All right. either this or I walk. And That's he's like, him. then walk. I don't know what his name is. I thought I saw him. But, yo, so many wonderful people in this movie. And each one of them plays hard with against type. Anyway, our movie starts out with, um, you know, we're in Florida. And Keanu is a lawyer for a teacher who was accused of molesting a student. And it is this little girl we discussed. Um, and he's doing cross-examination and basically, um, you know, taking the little girl's story apart. Um, he sees the dude mol- molesting the table between his legs as she is suffering on the stand. And he has a crisis of conscience and asks for a recess and goes to a bathroom and has a conversation with a fucking uh, journalist who basically says, dude, if you if you win this case, you are the fucking greatest lawyer ever in the history of the world. You so and so you white male, you know, you got everything at your fingertips, motherfucker. And he doesn't like it, but he's like, yeah, this. OK, I, I see a way to win. Goes back in there, discredits the little girl and wins. This is this is the movie. I wanted to be a journalist when I was a kid, but if anything, I wanted to be a lawyer so that I could destroy these motherfuckers. I wanted to be a lawyer only for 
victims of rape or molestation just so that I could use this fucking mouth and these fucking brain cells and destroy this lawyer. Because what he does is he discredits her and her memory and this and that while ignoring the evidence that is moving on. So the guy gets off. They're celebrating. They're in a bar uh, with the journalist. Hey, the, the, the wife. And, and, and it's such a wonderful, fun scene. And you can't help but feel like, hey, this is so much fun. This is a good, get, get it. Get it. Way to go. <laughs> if only your wife was named Karen. Anyway. <laughs> Kevin and Karen. <laughs> Black man walks in and offers Kevin a job. Well, not really. Just come up to New York. We've heard your shit. You're, you're, you're pretty great. It's great because he looks like he's totally out of place. Like he's got, it, I can't remember. Does he have shorts on that are business or does he have his pants rolled up? But he's still got like business, uh, like a shirt. I don't know if he's got the fucking, uh, I can't remember if he's got suspenders or what, but he looks out of place businessman in the beach. Hey, come get a job in NYC. I recruit you. So they go to New York City. Well, this is fun. Yay. But before they leave, they go to church, they tell their mom, and mom is not okay with it, you know. Um, <laughs> there's a moment in this movie, and, and when I tell you, this movie came out when I was 15, so I've, I've, been bringing, I've been bringing girls to see this movie when it came out. I brought two girls to see it. Uh, when I got it on, on, on Blockbuster, I, we, you, you sit on a couch with the girls and you watch the movie, maybe you get a little hand action, maybe you don't, but you're cuddling, it's wonderful. <laughs> This movie was rented many times with that. that let's just let's chat. <laughs> I can't let's, see how any girl wants to give hand action after watching this. It's Netflix and chill, bro. I mean, it's Keanu. They're, they think he's very handsome. And when I was a young man, I had very dark hair, and I'm a white dude. So I look like <laughs> Keanu. All of us do at some point <laughs> in our life. <laughs> um, so he does this move with his wife before his mom walks up on, on the dope. I think it's a Cobra. I don't know. It's a fucking Mustang, though. Beautiful blue, uh, or is it Corvette? It's gorgeous. Anyway, he Must goes say. to his wife. Yes, thank you. He goes to his wife to the earring on the left ear and fucking inhales the whole bottom lobe. <laughs> she comes out naked and he spits out the earring and gives it to her like it's nothing. That's where you get the hand action, bro, because I don't know how many of my um, respectful, you know, you know, we've been going on da- nothing weird, just like dating, you know, teenage shit. Just be glad uh, the wife doesn't listen to this. Uh, oh, she knows. <laughs> and I tried to get, I tried to get her to watch it with me, but we got kids. She was she was pumping and going to sleep. So, um, yeah, they, you know, the, the 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 significant other at that time, especially at that young age, will turn over and, and just lick your ear, ask you to lick her ear or his ear or whatever you got going on. And that's why Keanu movies are good in the box office, because they, they mean sex okay they really do <laughs> point break sex um at the end of this movie with with that with that the the the, the reality stone when he becomes fucking john Wick. no the c word john um constantine uh-huh. or john wick all of his movies ronin <laughs> fucking ronin girls like the 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 reeves whether it's uh, Superman or Keanu. Anyway, name, getting back to my name notes. an actor who's played a character named John more than Keanu Reeves or Jesus for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so we cut to New York City. Oh my God, I'm only on the third line of my notes. We cut to New York City, <laughs> um, and you know the family they're they're enjoying it. Whatever. Uh, long story short, they bring him to a voir dire. Scott, what's voir dire? Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. You've seen the movie. You know what the scene is. What is voir dire, Jake? What? Dear, uh, 
What? Choosing a jury. So oh, he's okay. choosing. He's he's brought in to show his stuff. I was an athlete. Like I've talked about many times. Like like today. There's a reason why I do things. I was a dope uh, football goalkeeper guy. I was brought in uh, to a team for a tryout. Uh, just, you know, I saw you in a camp. You're pretty good, says my coach, who played with Pele, who was from Brazil, who fucking has a World Cup ring, dude. Yeah, okay. I'll come and try and try out for you, whatever. Because I didn't know he was the devil at the time. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, you get a try. You you, you come and, and we'll put we'll put you in a practice game or we'll put you in a tournament game or whatever. And then and then we might bring you on the team and you can work in the actual league games that matter. We'll go. We'll do some state cup shit. Maybe we'll go to regionals. Yay! Let's sing in regionals. Fuck off. That was a Glee reference. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> so he chooses a jury and he's got a lawyer that's like, why the fuck are you here, bro? To choose a jury, dude, and I'm going to do my job well. Anyway, long story short, next day we find out the jury was so good, they found for the the law firm that he's interviewing for within 38 minutes. So let's look at the office. We're, we're looking around the office by our homeboy who um, uh, recruited us, and we see the hot chick, Connie Nielsen, right? The future uh, mother, I think, of Wonder Woman? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And she is sexy as fuck. Fuck, and look at that hair, dude. It's, that hair is tight and, 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 and fucking Scandinavian <laughs> Celtic. Yeah, and she's got nothing but confidence on her eyes, and she's speaking a language you don't understand, and he can't take his eyes off. Anyway, we're moving on. So long story short, we meet Al Pacino. Or John Milton, the guy who's, who's running this firm. It's, it's the Milton so forth and whom, whomever firm, but Milton's name is first on the wall. Why? Because, you know. Why not? Vanity, right? It's definitely his favorite sin. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was getting at. (laughs) So um, the interview takes place on a roof where there's no railing, right? It's like, dude, did you? uh, Are you the? Are you the the emperor in a galaxy far, far away? Because you don't have railings. Because railing (laughs) railings aren't a thing on the Death Star. Anyway, I just um, want no railing. One railing. (laughs) (laughs) What they say? Where be we leaning all day? It's a pretty cool scene because it's an interview and, he's, and he ends up quizzing him on himself about, you know, Lomax's life and history or whatever. And, and, and basically, yeah, you're made, dude. You're set. You've, you've got it. So we cut to the family in their new apartment and Marianne, the, the gorgeous Charlize Theron, is, is fucking excited. And like, but also like, you can, like, she's such a good actor, you guys. She's tentative. She's scared. You know, like, I, I don't know anyone here. I got all this stuff. What am I going to do with it? I got all the space. Where am I going to go within it? I got a little tiny house. My father was a doctor, guys. I, I grew up in a very large home. I didn't realize until I moved out on my own that I grew up in a very large home. I love my little cottage with my little tiny family. Got a lot of little backyard space, but she doesn't want that much. But you don't need that much space if you don't got people to share it with. But she feels isolated and separated by herself. Then we cut to the next scene where we got the case that my dude is going to take with the only person I didn't mention on the breakdown of who's in this movie because he's maybe my favorite actor in this movie. I love you, Pacino, but Delroy Lindo oh, yeah. is fucking awesome in everything he does. Satchel Page, fucking detective whatever and gone. He made God in 60 Seconds a quality movie. Timothy Oliphant was a joke. Guys, let's do God in 60 Seconds sometime. Hey, I'm down for that. <laughs> 
Um, so he's he's being brought up on charges of of animal endangerment, whatever. But he's he's a voodoo priest, and he was slit in the throat uh, throat of a goat while the police were raiding. I mean, a really sketchy looking situation. It didn't look um, at all like it it was not criminal. But is that racist? Is that uh, cult uh, culturist? Is that in, in some way fucking genderist? I, I don't know. John Wick being on the side a of man the man has a right to cut a chicken's head off if it is his religion. Yeah, chickens, goats, these are these are domesticated farm animals, Jake, that you would consume. You don't consume a dog. So <laughs> sit down, sir. You're not up yet. <laughs> We're just talking about you. We're just talking about Alright, go ahead. I I feel that all animals have value. That is why I am a vegan. Yes, Keanu, you are a vegan. What about John Wick? And why can't you think me. in the moment? Go sit down. Go sit down. Go sit down. <laughs> can't think in the moment. That's why you're not a good actor. Moving on. <laughs> Look, I think Keanu Reeves is a really good person. He, dude, Keanu Reeves. If you're ever listening to this, I don't want to hurt you, dude. You're a really good person. You've been through so. You've lost so much in your life. Why can't you bring that emotion to your act? Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. So he's yeah. You know. I really thought in the scene, like, you know, Delroy, I can get you off, bro. And he just kept making jokes. <laughs> like, that's why Keanu's great, dude. He can say the dumbest shit and you can make the no homo jokes. Anyway, um, so then we, we cut to a company party. Uh, we are, you know, the family gets, you know, separate. They're, well, I don't know. I, I'm trying to keep it short, right? We There's an elevator scene. There's a sex, you know, little makeout scene. But the, the point of the scene is they go to a party in New York City in um, one of the apartments that's not Milton's. And it's luxurious. And there's stairs going to nowhere. And there's fucking thousands of people there. And all the important people are there. Donald Trump was supposed to be in this movie, but he couldn't make it. Moving on. What a shame. Um. Just never mind. Scott well, says no. You made up for it to be in fucking Home Alone too. That's a good point. Um, so the you know uh, John Wick, no Kevin Lomax gets gets invited. <laughs> up John Milton's, a, but there is a John in this movie. There has to be. There had to be a John in every movie that I'm in, bro. <laughs> Whether it's a John Doe reference or like actually, sit up, shut up. You're slowing everything down. I'm trying to get through this, Kevin. I'm calling you Kevin now. My name is Keanu. Good Kevin. Put the microphone down, Keanu. I should not have brought another one in here. Take us. Don't apologize. You don't have to apologize. You're, oh, you're such a good person. Fuck. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm a heel and I'm cutting promos on you, you fucking mask-wearing motherfucker. Have an emotion. Ha. So up we go into his apartment, right? And he's like, "Where does he? Where's his bedroom? He doesn't have a bedroom. Where's he? Fuck." Everywhere. I can't. I can't do a good. I can't do a good Pacino when it's just my voice because it's it's everywhere. It's ninety percent like you you slump. Your shoulders go down. Your elbows become loose. You become fucking chill. Everything about your chin becomes tight and yet fucking relaxed. Everywhere. (laughs) Ah. Fucking extra chin going. Get that vibrato. Um. 
so where, where are we? Let's see. Office. Uh, where does he fuck everywhere? Milton suggests. Oh, in the party, Milton suggests very subtly that Marianne changes her hair because she's looking at all the other women and feeling self-conscious and jealous. He is trying to separate her. He's the devil. He's trying to separate her from her husband because he's got an agenda, right? The devil's always got an agenda. Um, so let's see. Uh, do, do we know he's the devil at this point? Nope. Exactly. So why are you the saying movie it? is called the movie's called The Devil's Advocate, <laughs> motherfucker and Al Pacino. Again, you look at the poster. If if okay, so if you are Scott in nineteen ninety seven, you go to see this movie, God bless you. I'm <laughs> you not gonna Scott. insult no, I'm not gonna insult <laughs> you. I'm not gonna insult the person that didn't realize that Pacino was the devil until they were in the church with the holy water. I'm not gonna insult you. You <laughs> fucking moron. I had a very sneaking suspicion going (laughs) for the longest time until that church scene. So as we we, we transition from the party scene, you got um, the the rapist and some other uh, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who knows, the fucking weirdo, and some other uh, Barzoom, Barzoom. And the other lawyer complaining about, um, you know, Kevin being promoted because, you know, they're they're the, the, the minions of hell. They um, all are, you know, I want to be the next guy. Oh, I want to, let's make an alliance. And then fuck you, I'm going up. Ha ha. It's, it's a wonderful, I love this movie. And so then we meet Craig T. Nelson. Coach, motherfucker. Oh my God, best casting ever. In Donald Trump's office. In the famous office that overlooks the, uh, uh, the Central Park in New York City with the stupid, gaudy, god-awful fucking uh, gold, you know, it's it's the stupidest office you've ever seen because you're not Egyptian. You just want to make your orange ass. Anyway, long story short, this is the first case they're giving him, and and he very much like Trump because he is Trump in this movie. Uh, why I'm more important than you? You're a nobody. How dare you be my lawyer? And you know, Kevin convinces him by dressing him up and down, fucking make him make him look like a fool because he's not smart. He's an idiot. He's a fucking uh, real estate. He, well, he's not a realist. He's a constru- he's more he's he's smarter than Trump than tr- as a character. He's a construction um, owner, so he's done work. He knows how to put hammers to fucking two by fours. He knows what drywall might be versus sheetrock. He might have an understanding of electricity, uh, being run in a building. Later scenes, they're actually at a building that's being built. But here we're in this fucking scene where his mental looks stupid. Um, so yeah, you're gonna be my lawyer. Did you kill your wife? Eh, that's what I'm on trial for. We cut to a sex scene where Kevin's having a great time and he hallucinates that he's not fucking his wife, but he, he's fucking fu- uh, the kind of Nielsen character. Uh, Shirley Theron clocks it. Marianne says we're done. And it, it's an awkward scene. It should be. It's, I mean, it's I, uh, devilish. Uh, you're thinking of another woman when you've got that laying under you? I mean, right. come on. It's, it's, it's an ugly. I mean, every sin is an ugly reflection about humanity. How could you possibly do that? That's what we all say. Um, so now let's see. We, we, I, I can, I can kind of breeze through some shit. We're working, we're working late, right? He sees people shredding. He recognizes that something's going on. He doesn't like, but because he's working late, he's separated from his wife. She's losing her shit. Um, uh, uh, Milton and and he are on the subway, and just one of my favorite scenes of all time. In 1997, I decided, like, long before I was 15, I decided, like, you know, I need to learn a little bit of Spanish, motherfucker, because this is America, and we're, you know, we got more Spanish-speaking than French-speaking people around our borders. Fuck, uh, fucking Quebec, I appreciate you, Canada, whatever, but, you know, Mexico, 
almost all of South America. I'm learning some Spanish. It's not just about language. It's about vibrato, confidence, bravado. Yes, verbrose, vibrato. Vibr- Motherfuckers are he, – he, he, god damn. Pacino is on the subway talking to a motherfucker, not looking at the motherfucker he's talking to, staring down a couple of gentlemen, maybe Porriqua, Dominicano, Mexican, who knows. But there's pride in that culture. What the fuck are you looking at, dude? You got a problem? Why are you looking at me? And the way that Al is looking at them – I don't care if you're Hispanic, Irish, Chinese, African-American, fucking Senegalese, Norwegian. You could be fucking from the the great north, Native American. What the fuck are you looking at, sir? And he says in English. Go ahead. Jump in. It's it's the fact that he jumps out and just gets hostile like that. I think says more about him than it does anything else. And you're right. You're absolutely right, dude. Without hesitation, we Carl Jung or, or or fucking Tom Cruise or fucking <laughs> you know what's his name with the 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 the, the motherfucker uh, the Freud everyone thinks is the smart guy would tear this guy apart, but the devil, in his native language, says to him, "Como te llamo? Me llamo. <laughs> My name is not good, motherfucker, and you should go home to your wife because she is fucking your homeboy." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know when you go to work every day at this time and then you leave this on the table, but you come home and blah, blah. Like, why do you know this shit, dude? You ain't right, motherfucker. And his homeboy was trying to hold him back. Mother. When I, yeah, guys, I feel like. Just taking know, it you, up the ass. You know me well enough. You know me well enough to know that if ever I was in a situation in my adult life, because I have been, where a motherfucker addresses me. It's all about words. And that motherfucker walks away shook every time. I can count on my hands since I turned fucking 19. How many times I've had somebody get in my face and it's all about the words. Why? Because that's what scares you. That motherfucker was a little tiny man who was about to get beaten up. And then he tells the most famous Fucking analogy of all time. You know, you see the big guy and you expect big things. And when you don't get big things, you you think less of them. He doesn't say this, obviously. But what he goes into is, you saw that girl I was with last night. (laughs) Basically, his point is, when I'm standing in the fucking doorway to the bathroom and she's looking at me. And I just fucking bent her sideways and fucked her six ways from next week. And she can't breathe and her legs are numb. You think she's looking at me five foot four thinking to herself, he's a small man. (laughs) I love that people don't think of me as something powerful. I'm not quoting on purpose because it's not about the words. It's about the intention of it, man. But now I feel like I want to pull up the quote because it's so beautiful. But go watch the movie. I can't do all the work for you. It's on HBO Max. Motherfucker. Don't judge a book by its cover. Aesop told us that long time ago, and the devil's like, I like that. That's really wise. I'm going to bastardize that and fuck (laughs) your wife. And then stand in the bathroom, lording over her. (sighs) Yeah, so, I mean, Kevin and Milton are, are at parties with pretty girls while Marianne's at home by herself trying to get to sleep and she's having nightmares waking up 
And this is one of the most disturbing scenes. She walks down the hall where she's trying to print the, or, uh, paint the nursery. And by the way, homeboy who recruited us, his wife, cunt rag, keeps coming in talking about, oh, I don't like that color. Oh, that doesn't work. Hey, it's your room. Oh, I'm so sweet. I love you. We're friends. You have such bad taste. <laughs> Goes into that room and sees a, a toddler. Oh, my God, honey. Are you okay? Yeah, Mom. I'm fine. Look at these ovaries I'm playing with. You guys, I shouldn't have watched this movie after my second child was born because they had my wife's uterus in a fucking takeout container and showed it to us. And my wife was like, oh, that's so cool. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite the timing, I guess. Yeah, Jake. This, this is one of those movies that... that <laughs> yeah, Jake. That when, when, as we get older now, we're not going to be... We can't watch some movies anymore and not see it or feel it. So when this child turned around, um, I... I had a reaction. I had my eyes got teary. You know, Scott, you know me. I'm emotional. I cry at the drop of a hat, happy or sad. Ah, oh, this was <laughs> this was difficult. Yeah, can because you a, know. Can we get Keanu in here? <laughs> we need to we need to move this along a little bit. Okay, so <laughs> um, we we go back to Craig T. Nelson, and it was it was a real pleasure working with him because he would emote, and I wouldn't have to. Um, shoot, give me fucking, all right, dude, he just, he dropped my notes. I don't know what's happening. Give me the fucking notes, goddamn. Fucking ass. Toss the room. All right, um, back to Craig T. Nelson. He's back in the movie. Scott, it was your suggestion. I shouldn't be on speakerphone. You're right, because now he's listening and shit. It's, it's like having a gremlin, right? Maguay, Maguay, MTV, fuck off, dude. It's, it's after midnight. You can't eat. Whatever. All right, so. Um, we have a meeting with Craig T. Nelson. Like I said, now we're in a construction site. It's like, I'm not, I, look, I cheat on my wife all the time. I'm a rich man, but I'm not a cheater. Okay. I, I'm not into coups. And if I was into coups, I wouldn't go with general meal. Sorry, never mind. I, 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 I'm not into monogamy, but I didn't kill my wife. Right. So he's a complete scumbag. And Milton. She wasn't even a good fuck. <laughs> Mil- Milton wants to move on. Like, all right. So Kevin, go, go take care of your wife. She's losing her shit. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta be honest. You. He he does give him the out. Yeah, he does. He gives yeah. he gives him the out on the back end, but he front loads it with all of the success in the history of 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 fucking attorneys ever. You can pull, and you know what? You can pull this out, even though he fucked himself. You're that smart. You can pull this out, but you got Kevin. You shouldn't. You should not do that. You should get out of here. Of course he doesn't leave. So we cut to fucking the trial, right? And um, I don't know somebody fucked the trial. <laughs> Sorry. Look, when I was a fucking kid, <laughs> I was just as smart as I am now, but not as fucking wise. So I would say things like when I was fucking a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I still remember the apartment I was in. I was go- I was going down to my beer fridge, pulling out like the ninth beer. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I did just say that. Beer number nine. Let me put ten in the other hand. Whiskey's better for you with water. So his whole strategy in this in this, in this this trial is to make him look like a piece of shit, right? So then we cut to uh, uh, Eddie Barzoom. Um, he, he's like, yo, man, I, I know about your promotion. This is not a good place. I, we need to talk later. The fuck? Go for a run. Good idea. Stupid. Um, as as Barzoom, Jeffrey Jones's creepy ginger child weirdo ass have whatever. 
Um, he, he gets murdered. Marianne sees the whole thing while Milton is giving a monologue about, you know, loyalty. I would call this monologue about loyalty, you know, uh, and choices. You choose the ugly path because it's best for you. You're loyal to me, and I'll give you the ugly path every time. It might make you look bad, but do what I say. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we cut back to, fuck, <laughs> yeah. His name is Alexander something, but I keep putting down Craig T. Nelson as, as fucking his secretary. <laughs> how, do you, how do you call him anything other than Craig T. Nelson? I loved the show Coach. So every time I see him on screen, I think about this really good guy who's a football coach, which makes him a piece of shit. You hear that, listeners? If you're football coaches, <laughs> you ever say that one of your players is not man enough? That's because you're a piece of shit. Do you treat your football players as a coach like they're Marines or fucking Army regulars? Then you're a piece of shit. They're children learning a game. Yes, they have to be tough, but you're teaching children how to be tough. You're not teaching men how to kill each other, you fucking cunt rag. I fucking hate football coaches that do that, you piece of shit. Fucking... So, as I was saying, <laughs> Marianne's in a church now because she feels ill. Disturbing scene. Um, Kevin's worried about her. Uh, we see uh, John Milton. Fuck, I cannot me- read my, my notes. Came <laughs> to me in the. Oh, John Milton came to me in the night. That's why I can't read my notes. It's hard to read. Um, he came to me in the night, bro. We talked for several hours and then we started having sex because I'm lonely. And then I realized where I was at. I said, stop. And then he raped me hardcore. And he's like, uh, what? He was sitting behind me in court for the last eight hours. I, this is the most important court case of my life and I got to deal with your shit. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Let that sit for a minute. He's got to, and then, and then she opens up like, no, I'm not lying. Honey, look, he cut me. Fuck. Clinically, clinically. She's self-harming. What the fuck are you doing? Doctor. How are you? How Okay, I brought her to you because she, you let her do this to herself. You fucking idiot doctor. No, she's still at home. So he brings her to a doctor from the church. That's right. No, notes get a little sparse here because I know this movie like the back of my hand. And it's getting awesome. Um, so now we go to a, uh, another church scene where we're, we're saying goodbye to Mr. Barzoom. Didn't even write that down, but I do remember it. And all of the cast of characters are there. We've got uh, Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man Randy Savage, Slick with the one-man gang, who is actually not black, playing Akeem the African Dream. No, but it is. It's like the 1980s uh, WWF. Fucking all of the characters through the whole movie are there. And you see Craig T. Nelson with his stepdaughter, 14 years old. Hi, sweetie. How you doing? Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm so sorry about your mom. He's fucking his stepdaughter, you guys. He's doing the same shit to her on her thigh and leg that the fucking creeper was doing in the very beginning of the movie to the desk. And so our hero leaves and is like, fuck, she's not crazy. I need to get the fuck out of here. This is not right. Um, Weaver is the other lawyer and he tells uh, Kev that Lomac or no, that, that Barzoom was about to testify and that's why he went dead. He's trying to get away from him. He gets hit by a car, right? Dead goes to his wife like holy shit honey are you okay I'm, I'm starting to get it right now listen throwing my notes away because I didn't write anything else down she kills herself in front of him separated by glass mom tells him the truth that your father 
is that guy that you work for now. I didn't know, but he's the devil. He leaves the building and walks down an empty street in New York City. The fuck yeah, that were was, they? That was pretty crazy. This right. is 1997. This is before quality CGI they did this. This happened in camera. Did Which, the same thing with the I Am Legend as well. Fuck you, Jake. Don't do that. I don't want to make a point about how dope this moment was. <laughs> Why you got to ruin everything, Jake? Sorry. As you're sitting there watching this movie, you're, you're like, either you're a little, little tiny, you know, like almost, you just got some hair on your balls, self, or, you know, you're sitting on your couch, there's more hair on your balls. Damn, they did that. Did they do that because the devil made them do it? Because the devil is greed and they wanted their money for this movie. And so legitimately, fucking commentary wise, did the devil make you do that? My son just coughed. Yeah. Greed is bad. So he makes his way to the office. Um, I, I I don't know how else to do this. I just feel like go go to HBO Max, steal somebody's account, um, go to YouTube. <laughs> the reason why I asked Jake to do the brilliance that he did with the air on a G-string, this is the quintessence of the devil, you guys. When you saw what he says to his son, which we now understand that he is his son, absentee absentee landlord. I'm a fan of man. When you suffer, Job is this guy that was written about, right? He had a great family. And then the devil and God had this argument. God and man had a disagreement about what suffering is and faith. Well, let's remove the hedges and let Job be free. I'm not going to protect him anymore. Satan, Lucifer, do your thing. Killed his wife, killed his kids, took his fucking livestock, killed all of his crops. And yet still, Job said, I'm sorry, God, that this has happened to me, but I am I, I am a man of your teach, Whatever, right? Fuck you. Fuck you, God. You think it's funny. Because you do. You do. You think it's funny to take all of the joy away and see how we react. Like a kid with a goddamn magnifying glass killing an ant. That's what your God is. And you're stuck as an audience member. Shit. Do I agree with him? Goddamn, Al Pacino, do I agree with you right now? Fuck. So, you know, rain in hell, suffer in heaven. Fuck yeah, that's the choice, man. Fuck him, fuck that. Why do we call God him? Do what you got to do. Look, this is your sister. Fuck her. You want to fuck her, right? If you have a child with her, then we own everything. Fuck her. More (laughs) incest stuff. So I was once engaged. Um, My father died and then very quick. There was no ring involved. It was just a conversation. So were were we really engaged? This is this is not kayfabe. This is real life. Um, My father died. Then then this woman's mother died. Right. She had a very gorgeous younger sister, and we were, you know, very late 20s when, when dad died. This person's father was, was, was a recovering drug addict and alcoholic, and after that, that wife died, he, he was like, yo, other daughter, why don't, you, why don't you come up here and help me out? And we were like, yo, get the fuck out of the house right now. I'm a teacher now. I work with many children over these years. 
that shit is real and terrifying. And the devil just doing it nonchalantly is meant to be terrifying. It's meant to get underneath your skin. Taylor Hackford, good job. Fuck your sister. Make my grandson. Let's take over the world. No, dad. Free will. It's a bitch, right? I'm going to stop there. And now I'll put some, some, some setting scenery. There's this stunning uh, marble uh, sculpture behind Milton's desk, which is about the size of half of a football field. Um, and it's got uh, naked bodies writhing and reaching up throughout the whole movie. It's a statue of like somebody took a, 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 a let's say let's say it's about 15 feet wide, maybe 20 feet tall of gum, pink, stretched out with naked bodies of women and men reaching up throughout the whole movie. So it's pretty fucking subtle. And then they're all reaching for each other and fucking each other and writhing and fucking, you know, alive. The, the sculpture is moving throughout this entire scene. I'm a fan of man. Free will, dad. It's a bitch, right? He lays down his sister buck naked. We see the happy trail. We see my favorite part of a woman, the legs and the thighs leading you to the promised land, the breasts on the table, laying flat, no longer perky. And she is doing that thing that women do when they're really happy to get inside. That's, you know, just a little, the shoulder and the hips going back and forth with the elbows. It's like dancing. That's why people don't like dancing if they're afraid of sex. And he shoots himself in the head. Right in front of everything. Keanu shoots himself in the head. Keanu, what were you thinking at the time when you shot yourself in the head? I was thinking that this is extremely important that I shoot myself in the head because if I don't, I'm not Jesus. Keanu, what were you thinking in that moment in, in uh, that movie where you, John Constantine, where you were flipping the Bible back and forth and you were pretending to be Al Pacino, but you were, you were a terrible actor? I was thinking who stays uh, and who goes and how stupid it is uh, to decide that, right? Like intellectually. Thank you, sir. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Multiple universe flashback into the beginning of the movie. And we come back into Keanu's eyeball in the, in, in the, in that fucking bathroom where he's looking at himself. Like, am I really going to fucking gut this little girl and get this guy off? The fact and then that he the winks sister... at him. He winks at himself. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. The sister, she fucking shrivels up into like a dried husk and fucking Satan himself like burns and transforms and grows nope, wings nope, stop, and all this stop. other shit. Cut with a because you're right. He does burn and transform. And thank you, Scott, for reminding me because her, his, and meaning uh, Lucifer, Lu- Lucifer. <laughs> or ours, our trial by fire, our transformation comes from how we are weathered by our experiences and the choices we make in the face of that suffering. Because weathering, whether it's the Sphinx or Gobekli Tepe or fucking Serpent Mount or motherfucking the Washington Monument is a withering away of what you thought you were. And so Keanu's choice as Kevin Lomax, sit down, just sit, stay there, dude, your choice. And this is our interpretation. We're not asking you, sorry, I shouldn't invite him. It's a distraction. His choice in that moment 
is to embrace the natural fucking process that the devil rejects of the weathering. I will be nothing. I will be, I will be dust as this sister is, but the devil, when he is burned and, and weathered away, he becomes his young, beautiful self like Sauron, the deceiver. He looks just like his son. He looks just like Keanu Reeves, but some creepy CGI. He is unchanged. So if the devil is a he, why would not the opposite of he be a she? Of course God is a woman. Fuck, this is so stupid, religion. You re-look at the word. That's what religion means. Look at the word. Look back at the word. Whose word? The Council of Nicaea in 311 AD? Let me stop. So the movie ends in the bathroom with fucking Keanu. Well, it doesn't end in the bathroom. But, in, you know, in the bathroom, Keanu's like, holy fuck, whoo! Um, <laughs> what a rush. That was cool. I don't remember. And again, he's wearing a gray suit and gray suit wearing motherfuckers do cocaine. <laughs> Look at my wedding pictures, you guys. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't do any cocaine. I had lots of people at my wedding party. That's all I'm saying. Um, so he goes back in and he tanks the case. Um, Kevin, Mary, leave the courtroom. Marianne, leave the courtroom. He is pursued by the reporter again, the same reporter from the beginning. And he's asking him for an exclusive. You mean Exclusive. A lawyer with a conscience, because he keeps saying no. Lawyer with a conscience, never seen that. Kevin initially refuses, but when the reporter and Marianne both encourage him, Kevin agrees to phone him later for an exclusive. As Kevin and Mary walk out the fucking courthouse, the reporter morphs into John Milton, smiles into the camera and says, Vanity, definitely my favorite sin. And then we get some Rolling Stones. Paint it black. Taylor Hackford, you genius. Because the Beatles were the good guys. The Rolling Stones, they were always the bad guys. Scott, I'm going to start with you, brother. What would you think? Definitely uh, my first time watching this. But uh, one thing I think you, uh, I got to ask you, didn't he, he fucking end up telling, you know, Kevin that he was the dude in the bathroom? No. Because I'm pretty sure... What he says is, I've been there every step of the way. Right? And he gives some, like, when, when uh, certainly, like, in the beginning of the movie, when he quizzes him about everything that he's done, did you do this? Did you do that? Would you, aren't you this? Didn't you get this accolade? And then at the end of the movie, when he, when he basically runs down, I've been there the entire time! He doesn't say it. But yes, he alludes towards it. Well, yeah, this is, uh, like I... Like I said, definitely better than the, the last movie. This one at least kept my uh, attention. Uh, I was playing video games at the start, but slowly I right <laughs> not by progressed. The, by the end of this movie, you're fucking locked. <laughs> you're just you're sitting there like, what's gonna happen next? And uh, you know, it's that that end scene there. That that uh, I don't know, man. That was something. I don't think it's 15 minutes. I did. I, you know me. Like, that's the kind of shit I should have written down. But, you know, we got kids and we're trying to keep it short. It was ah, fucking. It bad. was intense. It was a long, long, intense scene. And, you know, it's it's scenes like that that, you know, make me want to be a storyteller, you know, to tell amazing stories, you know, <laughs> having people go all out and just fucking make you go, whoa. <laughs> we talked about wow earlier. Now we bring out the whoa. Whoa. 
Yeah, uh, this is, you know, again, I don't have as much of an issue with Keanu's acting. I think he did, you know, pretty damn good in this one. (laughs) Especially, you know, when uh, Marianne, she's dying, you know, he's definitely emoting. Jake, uh, Jake, how you doing today? Jake, what's going on with you? Did you have a good day today? How's the baby? Keanu, Scott's over here talking about Keanu's acting. Excuse me. Ow, 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 ow. Fucker, ow, ow. Excuse me. Um, this is this. I, I'm sorry, Scott, to, to step in. I work very hard on my acting. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> sorry, Scott. Go ahead. That was weird. Like, I don't have the issue that you do with him. So, you know, I, there was a lot of scenes in this that, you know, it, it felt like he was really going for it. And, you know, I really appreciated that. Um, I would agree. Like, no, I would agree. I, I saw a lot of effort, a lot of those scenes. Like Johnny Mnemonic. He tried really hard Johnny Mnemonic. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding either. I'm not, I'm not just trolling. He did. He tried really hard Johnny Mnemonic. Like, there's moments was like, ah, ah, my brain hurts. Ah, ah. Ow. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, uh, first time watch. Uh, I'd say this is a pretty damn good movie. It starts yeah. out as one thing, you're wondering where it goes, and then it just it leads into something completely wild and you know out there. Devil's Advocate, Constantine, The Matrix, Ronan. These are just some movies that, that Keanu Reeves was in where he dies in the end because he is the savior of the people. Jake, what do you think about this particular parable? Yeah, I thought it was definitely a lot more intriguing than the last one. It definitely held my interest. Like, again, you know, we picked a very good actor to play the devil in this one. And, uh, yeah, he just commanded the screen every scene he was in. And everyone else did a pretty good job. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty damn good. So, um, before we continue, was it who was it that took a pay cut so the other one could be in? Wasn't it? Uh, Keanu. Pacino, or, yeah. No, Keanu it was Dev. Okay, so somebody, here's somebody the thing. Took- the best part about this movie is, is the director's commentary. Okay, so yes, uh, Keanu took a pay cut so uh, Pacino could be in it. Um, but one of the wonderful things that Taylor Hackford says is that Pacino could fucking eat up every scene he is in. But Keanu Reeves is the protagonist of the story, and Taylor Hackford feels like Keanu Reeves did a good job. When I watch this movie, like like Scott said, I feel the same way. I feel like I see Keanu Reeves try. Thank you for saying so. I felt like who, what, where needed to be answered. So who? Me. What? I'm a lawyer. Where? I'm in New York City. Thank you, Keanu. You can go now. We're wrapping it up. You can leave. Have a good night. Thank you for parking down the street. You're not going to wake my son. Just go. You're good. Thank you. Right? But that's the, I mean, I'm saying. So 7.3 for Angel Heart. And we're talking fucking, uh, 7.5. Both of these movies have their flaws. Mine is Keanu's fucking cardboard. But it's like, you know the difference between a sticker and a puffy sticker? Right? You can, the puffy sticker is like, you know, squish, squish, squish. He's doing puffy sticker. 
rather than just sticker. There's some depth. He's trying. But Pacino carries. So I would say, fuck, this is a good movie. I love Al Pacino. I'm sorry. I, 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 I even that, what's that movie? Uh, Citizen Kane. No, that's not right. <laughs> um, where Pacino and De Niro first worked together as, as cops. And then, you know, one of the cops is dirty and you're left guessing the whole time. Uh, phone booth. Isn't Pacino in phone booth? I think he's in phone booth. No, I don't think he he's was. not in phone booth. No, 99, no, 88 minutes. Similar to, to a phone booth movie. Everything that Pacino is in, I don't care if he's phoning in, he's fucking fun to watch. I've never watched his movie where he goes undercover as a cop as a gay dude. I've never watched his uh, The Dog Day Afternoon in, in entirety. I have never watched a lot of his movies. Have you watched Serpico? I try and do a good Serpico accent, but it's difficult to do sometimes. Okay. Yes, I've watched it. Serpico was another one of those DVDs that I bought as soon as DVDs came out. You're trying some, to come to Serpico, huh? Some, sometimes, some, sometimes they're there with you. Sometimes they just let you go through on your own. And then they let you get killed. It's like Pacino knows the devil. He played Michael fucking Corleone. Pacino knows the devil, you guys. To me, Devil's Advocate, it's a good movie. Final thoughts. Jake, what do you think? I thought it's pretty good. Scott, final thought. Uh, yeah, good. And that was the Devil's Advocate and Angel Heart. Hey, you guys. Uh, I know we don't have much time, but uh, I just wanted to say uh, my power went out like just towards the end of when Pacino was given his huge monologue, and so I was left to think, and like the entire time while I was thinking, I was like, you know. This could be a really interesting theory. Imagine if this guy, the devil, is angry at Keanu for fucking his whole plans up and blowing his brains out. That he sends him back in time to when he was in the bathroom. And then, you know, they they keep going through this struggle. And, you know, he ends up sending him into another universe where he's John Constantine. So then he has to fight the devil again in that universe, and it's just a never-ending hell. Okay, so with that in mind, and we've seen these movies, De Niro, fucking Pacino, and Stormare. All really good devils. I don't want to ask this question because it's unfair. I'm not going to say the B-E-S-T. Who's your preferred devil, Jake, of those three? Constantine, uh, Angel Heart, or Devil's Advocate? Pacino. Pacino. Uh, Scott? I mean, I've seen Stormare more because I've seen Constantine the most. Um, De Niro played pretty well, but I mean, it's hard to take him seriously as the devil. But that's the point. You don't take the devil <laughs> seriously. You don't. You shouldn't. And then, the fuck uh, is a liar. Yeah. Pacino just had a lot of fun playing the role. I mean, it's 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 a toss up between Stormare and Pacino. Those they they both equally had a lot of fun. Why it, is it so. that you come back listening to our podcast? Because we are always the perfection of tri didactism. Motherfucking Stormare is my guy. He had so much fun in that little tiny moment. He was so good. Oh, yo, 
Peter Stormare, a Russian devil. Yes. Yes. Oh, I want a whole movie where it's just him. So isn't uh, isn't that was it? Not no no no. We're done. That was the Devil's Advocate, and that was Angel Hearts. Jake, take us home. Okay, so next time, comedies, road trip, and without a paddle. Wait a minute, what? When did we decide that? <laughs> it's the beginning of the long, show. Drawn out conversation where we discussed the pros and cons. We literally, Jake said, "Here are the movies that we haven't done yet." He lists the first two. Scott and I went, "Yep, let's do those." <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we have it all recorded, so it's okay. So until next time. Yes. Peace out. Later, fuckers. And you can get a hold of us at many, you know, of the things we've heard before. Everything's changing. All these voices telling me to.